Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 106 in Edmonton. We are live in Westlock at Westlock Ford. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all. They can be doing it all for you at Digitex with Hugh Porter and his staff. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you. Stoffer and Spector every Thursday in the summer in Oilers Now. Two weeks from now, coming up on Saturday, August 25th, it is... The Canadian Derby, the 89th running over at Northlands Park. Here's how you can reach us. You can text us on our Westlock 4 text line at 630-630. If you're looking for a new vehicle, come down and see Paul Olson at Westlock 4. Check out their great selection today online at westlockford.com. I can tell you it's worth the drive to get your new ride. Uh, they've got the burgers. They've got the dogs. They've got pop, water. Speck and me maybe sliding a little bit, something a little bit stronger. Well, you, you know... <laughs> Guy's got to do what a guy's got to do. <laughs> uh, we've got Glenn Galdson coming up at 115 today. We'll tell you uh, we're going to reach out to him on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. River Cree has on Sunday Nazareth and then a little river band uh, August 16th. Uh, they've also got Steve Earle and the Dukes, the 30th anniversary of Copperhead Road, September 23rd. Uh, the Holinka Gretzky Cup, that's why we've had a lot of the guests over the last two weeks, gets back in action tomorrow at Rogers Place. A rush against Sweden, semifinal number one. Uh, that's a 3 o'clock puck drop. Canada against the United States. That's a 7 p.m. puck drop. Canada squeaked past Sweden. I know you are impressed with some of their young players last night's back. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I, I won't lie. When you're watching Canada play teams that they're so much better than the game against Switzerland, really they had 58 shots on Slovakia. It's not nearly as compelling. Last night, uh, you know, Sweden gave as good as it got. They had, Sweden had a, a couple of fabulous young uh, 16-year-olds with their two best players. Yeah. And a 15-year-old goalie, Bob, uh, and was an excellent team and, and gave Canada everything they could handle. And as such, the game was really compelling. It was 3-3 late. Canada scored. Uh, just really good hockey. Quite enjoyable night at the rink last night. In different permeations, variations of this event, Canada's won 21-27. Yeah. So this is when Canada's got all their best players. So that's taking place tomorrow night. We're getting texts from folks. Uh, we're getting... Uh, uh, advice on restaurants in Westlock? Yes, we are. Yeah. All right. What, what do you got? Taylor, Taylor Sinski, uh, the uh, head pro uh, director of golf over at the Quarry. Okay. Where you do your... Uh, yeah, we have the tournament every yeah. year. Fine place to play. Uh, he's, of course, from up here. He says make sure to stop in a place called 
Ramsey's up here for a burger. Ramsey's. Ramsey's. Yeah. Ramsey's. I, I would. I would think like was that like a Greek or I don't know. It sounds yeah. maybe like a Greek place. Hard to know. Yeah. And uh, where else are we? Oh, prospects are playing tonight. Let's get the prospects a shot. They're uh, speaking. Now they're, are they in in round, are they in round two? They're yeah. They're in the playoffs and they're playing tonight. I believe in round two, exactly. I think they knocked off Okotoks in the first round. All right, so what level, because you played base, you played some competitive baseball. You came in a Westlock back Tons today. of times up here. This was such a good baseball town. I was uh, a kid growing up in northern Alberta. So tell me this. Uh, what What's this prospect's level of baseball at? Well, way above every, anywhere that certainly I played. Like, if you think of, you know, the old days of Sunburst League was the best level of ball in Edmonton. Obviously, not the, not counting the trappers. Uh, but these are all kids that are playing, many of them on college scholarships, right? They come yep. up for the summer. So, you know, you know sports, Bob. If you're getting, a, if you're a Canadian kid getting a college scholarship to play baseball in the States, you're, prob- you're probably pretty good. You can play. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I did just drive by, however, the uh, ballpark out here where uh, many a North Central Alberta Baseball League tilt has been held. And uh, how many times did you get taken yard back in the day when uh, you were pitching? Far too many a to couple. admit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they used to call me home run specter. And, of course, I was a pitcher, so that's... That wasn't a good nickname. <laughs> no, that's not a good thing. <laughs> so the question is, uh, two years ago, both the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames, uh, they had home run seasons. The Oilers, 47 wins, 103 points. Yep. Flames made the playoffs under Glenn Gulson, who's coming up in about five minutes' time. Um, reg- regression significant for both organizations. Uh, the Oilers, more significant. It was a more disappointing yep. year. Uh, greater expectations. What are your expectations for those? T- I-, I put out yesterday, and uh, maybe I'm the... Uh, Eternal optimists. I, I suggested, you know what, 97 points. And uh, obviously, I had a couple guys suggest to me, geez, stuff. I, I didn't know that we had legalized things yet. I thought we're still seven weeks away from making that happen. <laughs> uh, I'm going to actually read the exact, because I want to make sure I got it right here. Yeah. Uh, but here we go, further to Oilers now. I can see the Oilers finishing with 97-plus points, save 46-31-5. Talbot bounced back with more rest, healthier D, vastly improved power play. Brodziak and Reeder experience on PK. Step forward for Pulley uh, McDavid Dreisaitl driving top two lines. I'm not stupid. Obviously, they need a bunch of things to have to go. But you know what? Nobody saw them going to 103 points a couple years ago. Well, 97 points isn't as many. I think they need as many. You know, I, I don't think they need as many things to go right this year, Bob, as things went wrong last year. Right? Everything went wrong last year. Right. You know, I think that they can get away with with uh, simple growth from a lot of players and a reversion to the mean. By that, I mean Cam Talbot's been a 9.19 goalie his whole career. Can't be 9.08. He's 9.08 last year, and he was 9.01 for a good chunk of the year. Uh, I think he'll revert to the mean. Uh, you know, you need guys like Benning, a third-year pro. Kajula, a third-year pro. Many, many, many young players in their second-year pro take a step back. And then many take a step forward the third year. So you'd like to see those two guys. And this might be sacrilegious to hear on a show called Oilers now, but I don't care. Uh, I'd rather see the Calgary Flames make the playoffs than any one of the three California teams. Oh, of course. You know, um, of course. And, and I want to see if they made the playoffs. Right. I want to see the Oilers and the Flames playing round two. It's been a long, long right. time that the California teams have had a bigger bite coming out of that this division than the two Alberta teams. It really has been a long time. Like those, you know, Anaheim's been good for forever, Bob. Right. San Jose's been good for forever. LA comes and goes, let's say, although they did win two cups. So it's time for those tables to turn. I wouldn't mind seeing it happen anytime. How good's Calgary going to be? Oh, I think considerably better. I think, th- and they're just like Edmonton. You know, they were very disappointed in their season. Other than Mike Smith, who was really damn good for most of the year. And the second that he got hurt, so too did their team fall in the 
in the sink and couldn't get out, right? Yeah. They made a lot more substantive changes than the Oilers. Oh, my goodness. For sure they did. And brought in a couple of really good players, you know. I mean, James Neal. Good player. Yeah, a real deal. We'll Down see. there, Lindholm is a nice player. I, I think Hamilton is, is a better player than Hannafin, but... Yeah. For whatever reason, he uh, keeps they had, moving. They've been trying to move him for a long time down there. Right. So there was, there is a reason for that, and one day we'll find out exactly what it is. Because when you look at his on ice performance, I sure don't mind the player. Yeah, it's pretty tough to argue. All right, well, here's the deal. Uh, we do have uh, Glenn Galtson coming up in about. Maybe he can tell us. He, he <laughs> on, <laughs> on the uniqueness of coaching Dougie Hamilton. Maybe it's not even a coach issue. You ever think about that? Oh, I'm you not know? blaming coaches. You never know in negotiations. I mean, when did we start hearing the whispers out of Calgary? when Freddie Hamilton went on waivers, Dougie's brother. That's when the whispers kind of started. Uh, yeah, maybe. Right? But uh, anyhow, we will have Glenn Gulletson coming up in uh, one minute's time, not before I tell you that some guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. Back with Glenn Gulletson, who, uh, like Chris Russell, and like Curtis Glencross is going to know what it's like to uh, be involved with two different organizations in the great province of Alberta. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. What is the expectation level of Oscar Clefbaum this season? That's going to be an interesting uh thing to watch. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you. We are live at Westlock Ford. Out in the thriving metropolis of Westlock, which is known for the awesome burger at Ramsey's, or so we're told. And the provincial brothers used to play ball out here. Bob, if you got one of them out, the next guy took you deep, generally. Is that what happened? Yeah, they no, were good ball players. They were the provincial brothers, were they? Yes, Sto- they were. Stopper inspector every Thursday in orders now for our friends at Horse Race in Alberta, Canadian Derby. It's the biggest racing day in Western Canada coming up Saturday, August 25th at. Uh, Northlands. 
This text comes in. Bob uh, was in Bradford at the Gretzky house when we found out he was traded. Got the picture with Wayne's youngest brother. Then he dropped the news. Gutted. The irony of being at your hero's home and being told he was traded. Really? What are the chances of that happening? Bob, do you think Connor McDavid will ever score 65 goals in a season? I do. Remember, we think alike from Matt Rogers, the 21st best hockey player ever to come out of Lac La Biche. Wow. Wow. 21st best, eh? So that means he was on the bench on that season. Tell you, after that first game that uh, McDavid had against the Flames, was it was it not uh, Yarmir Yeager who said he might score 100 goals yeah, this year? Yeah, he did say that. I mean, he was so good that night that he scared Glenn Galdson off from doing our show two days in a row. I thought it was interesting Wayne Gretzky says yesterday, Bob. In fact, I want to say this. I finally found something I have in common with Wayne Gretzky in hockey. It's been uh, it's been 25 years. I've known the guy. I finally found it. He said when he was a kid, he put his gear away in April, and he didn't take it out of the basement until after Labor Day. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> But the point he made was, I asked you him. You never went to like a, like the Okanagan never. Hockey School or anything One like year that. I went to the Golden Bear Camp. I was not, I, I'm morally opposed to summer hockey, Bob, always have been. But the point was, uh, the question was, you know, Bobby Orr recently came out and said that kids should play other sports. And Gretz said yesterday, standing right there at the Holinka Gretzky Cup, I might add, he said, absolutely uh, less kids should play summer hockey and more kids should be playing ball and lacrosse and soccer and football and all those other sports. He said it made him a better hockey player to play those games. Uh, we're told that uh, Glenn Gullitson is, uh, by the way, Rick, uh, you mentioned the pro- the provincial brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just being told right now okay. that uh, one of them is uh, working right next door at the Fountain Tire. <laughs> Small world. Well, there you go. Uh, Glenn Gullitson was flying in today into Edmonton for the ice, uh, Center uh, Ice Summit. So, yeah. So I'm not sure. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to negotiate contact. Now, here's one. I recall coming up here for baseball tournaments and uh, generally going afterwards to a place called the Red Lion Tavern. You yes. ever have one there in your tree planting days, Bob? Uh, I, I never frequented any it tavern. Goes with, it was sort of like the running mate of the Dallas Hotel in Barhead, which recently burned down. Okay. Is the Red Lion Tavern still uh, open? Maybe I, you guys I, could check I, it I out afterwards, Bob. And this is seriously the name of the bar in Grand Prairie? What was it called? Jiggers on the Wave. Jiggers on the way. It was a late 1980s thing. Wow. And wow. that's where uh, Mulrooney came up to Grand Prairie, and we were going through this thing where we had fun in our camps where we had, like, water guns. Yeah. And nobody told us in the Grand Prairie Inn that Brad Mulrooney was speaking at an event. And we were horsing around with the water guns. Was he the gun. prime minister at the time? Yes, he was the prime minister at the time. And we are horsing around with these water guns. And oh, these, yeah, sure. And all of us the Secret Service guys, exactly. or whatever we call them in Canada. <laughs> there's a bunch of long-haired guys. The only guy that had short hair. With guns? With guns. Yeah, good idea, Bob. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a somewhat comical moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I quit watching hockey when Wayne left Edmonton. I've been watching more. This is Wayne Hockey again. There you go. Uh, Bill says, I had my 17th and 18th birthday parties at the Red Lion Inn in Westlock. Good times. <laughs> uh, dear me. Uh, funny, funny stuff. Now, st- you know, you, we talk a lot about the old Oilers, and, and especially on a day like this. I'm going to throw out to uh, Oilers fans. I've recently come across a Twitter account. Do you follow uh, the Vintage Oilers? At Vintage Oilers? Uh, well, I follow you, Mark, so you retweet them. Oh, I don't know where they're getting all this old footage, Bob, but they're giving you the most obscure footage of Oilers games back in the early 80s. Uh, if you're an Oilers fan, follow at Vintage Oilers. It's, uh, 
you know, like the time that Pat Hughes scored a hat trick and things like that. It's uh, I don't you know had where five the, goals in one game against Calgary. I know I went to that game. I'm sitting with my dad. The guy comes on the PA and says, "Not playing tonight, Wayne Gretzky," and we're like, "Oh." You come to a game, it's against Calgary. Gretz isn't playing. You're totally disappointed. Pat Hughes scores five goals. 10-2 win. Yeah. There Those were the days. Even when Gretz wasn't playing, somebody scored 10. <laughs> it's a different time back then. Oh, boy. Uh, my only expectation is hard work and high compete level out of uh, players today. Uh, and this text comes in from Dave M. He says, still hate Calgary. I can't believe, Bob, you're preaching this, hey, you want the Flames in the playoffs too. Uh, just in Kelowna to see my son, he introduced me to his new girlfriend. She's from Calgary. I instantly disowned him. From- <laughs> wow. That's that's fathering right there, eh? Uh, you know, the first text you said, the hard work and, and uh, you know bringing it every night. I think a key player in this team, Bob, there's two guys for me. I think everyone knows that they need more to Milan Lucic. This is a bounce back year for yeah. him. The style of game he plays raises people around him. Right, he's a guy that brings your team together because he plays a he can play a raucous physical game and everybody joins forces. But another guy I think that's key, who I felt was really absent last year, Bob, is Zach Cassian. I think Zach Cassian is a guy again who who the line that follows him over the boards comes over with so much more juice when he's you know when he's hitting and skating and the odd fight or whatever but the game that Zach Cassian plays can make the other lines better. I thought we didn't see that much last year and that's something that you're going to hope to see if you're an Oilers fan. I think if you play that role and as the season wears on and you're out of it the way the Oilers are out of it, you I play think, it less. I think you play it less. That's you're fair. Like, why would I? Which is why I was stunned. But I don't think he did it like, in the first Milan, half either. Milan Lucic didn't get in a scrap in 45 games and then with three games left in the season he's, he's in cross-checks Giordano in front of the Calgary goal and then awesome, yeah. and then Mike Smith gives him a, yeah, yeah. a couple love taps. And Where Luch, is that stuff in October? And Luch turned around and yeah. just drilled. I Actually, I had a that. yeah. that's why you have guys like that on your team, right? And then you have Tanner Glass sitting on a Calgary bench, and I'm watching him with Curtis Lazar, and I can see the, exactly what the conversation yeah. is. And he, he's just been recalled from the minors. Great, now I have to fight. Yeah, this I'm not guy. interested in this. Sure, but he, he took the fight. And but there's no point having big, strong, tough guys on your team. Again, we're past the point where there's three fights a game. We're not doing that anymore. Right. But play a tough game. Stand over the goalie. Push people around. If you're going to be that guy, you got to bring those tools to the rink every night. Mark, this text comes in saying, not sure I totally agree with playing other sports makes you a better hockey player. I do believe that the best hockey players obsess over being great hockey players and getting to the next level, i.e. Connor. But de-stressing from competitive hockey is good also for the mind. That one comes to us from Grand Prairie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I don't know. I'm kind of... I get it. Uh, you, I mean, the thing is, you and me love other sports. Like, we... Yeah, you, yeah, but we're also you never played, world class at any of them. Yeah, right. um, but, but I just think it. Re- are you saying you weren't world class when you were a scrub on the Canadian Athletic Club? Yeah, no, I was not able to make money in I might, sports. I might have been the worst player in Southside Athletic Club but, history. But I can tell you this, Bob, I did learn a lot of different things from other sports. I learned different things playing ball than I learned playing hockey. There are things that hockey doesn't teach you, and same with go play, go play some football, go play some rugby. 
you know, I never played rugby. My son did. But that game teaches you things that the other ones don't. It, becoming a well-rounded guy. Now, maybe if you play them all, you never become a pro in all well, if you're one a, of them. That's fair. If you're a rugby player, but you learn how to drink. You do. And you learn a lot of stuff because it's a tough, Actually, it's tough, a great, good, it's a great sport. honest sport. It is a terrific sport. Uh, I don't mean to disparage it. No, no. I just, like, we're in that world now where we look at a kid at 12 and go, well, you are a basketball player. So that's all you should play. And you, you're a gymnast at nine. And if you don't hurry up and get world class by 15, the gymnastics world's going to pass you by. Th- 15, just, 12. Well, whatever. Like, I just, I can't abide by that. I just don't get it. All right. Uh, a few texts coming in here. Uh, Scott says, whoever created the phrase compete level, I hate you. Thanks for Scott out of Fort McMurray. Okay, well, you know, you just try to build a competitive show, Scott. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, hey, guys, I think the real reason why Cassie and Lucic weren't throwing their weight around late in the year was due to brutal penalty kill. It was, uh, it had them scared to mix it up from Riley. Well, the penalty kill was good in the final two months, so. Well, there's some, there's some of that, though. There's some of that. But I don't think they mixed it up enough early in the year either, Paul. This yeah. wasn't just a last two-month problem. Yeah. Um... <laughs> All right. Well, unsolicited in our River Cree Resort Casino hotline mm-hmm. at 780-496-0063. Jim wants to talk about Wayne Gretzky's only fight. Jim, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. I'm getting old, though. I remember watching it, thinking, that's interesting, because the guy that was going to fight with him was shocked that Gretzky was actually coming at him. Was that Neil Broughton? Who who was that? Neil Broughton, yeah. It was Neil Broughton. Neil Broughton? Okay. Okay. Are you sure he was only in one? I thought he was in... I know Dave Taylor sucker-punched him once when uh, Wayne was still in Edmonton and Dave was with the L.A. Kings. Yeah, but that wasn't really a fight. That was just a massacre. Yeah, there. I, for some reason, I thought there might have been another one somewhere along oh, the lines. Really? Yeah, I, well, I, you know what? In the 80s? In the 80s? You know what we'll have to do? Maybe we'll have to look at uh, hockey fight stock. I don't know if they go that all the way back to 79. I'm not sure he had more than one real fight. Yeah. And I remember yeah. the late Dave Semenko saying that uh, when Gretzky dropped his gloves, some someone or some people looked at him and he just shrugged his shoulders and said this guy's Gretz's size I got nothing to do with this he picked it he's in his own weight class let's see how he does <laughs> uh, uh, wait a sec wait a sec did, what about Phil Sykes did he fight Phil Sykes in 79-80 here it is he fought Doug LaCure this is the golfer, right, from the prominent Edmonton golfing family and in 1982-83 he fought Neil Broughton. Those were his two NHL fights, and those guys were both like. So there you have it. Uh, Neil Broughton weighed in at five nine one seventy, and Dougie Lacure, I think, was even or was or which Lacure was it? Because one of them was a pretty aggressive player. And I'm just trying to think of which one it was. There's a family of athletes right there. D- Doug Lacure uh, was five nine one eighty, and Doug Lacure actually had 15 fights in the National Hockey League. There you go. So he was not. Did, was Doug Lacure the guy that Brad Park chased around the arena? I think he was. Did when he was with Winnipeg, I think Doug Lacure got chased. Got He's from Wainwright, Doug Lacure. Yeah. All right. 128 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Mark Spector. Stoffer Inspector, live in location out at Westlock Ford. A reminder of the Canadian Derby two weeks from Saturday, the 89th running. We'll step out uh, for a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.